0: Welcome to the Geek Saga podcast brought to you by Geek Saga Entertainment. Hi, I'm Tara Lynn of Geek Saga Entertainment, and welcome to Drinking Con The Hangover, a post Dragon Con webcast where we talk about what we did, what we missed, and how we felt overall about Dragon Con 2023. Today, I'm joined by Ashley, Manny, and Jenna. Go ahead and introduce yourself, guys. If you have any social media you want to share, go ahead and share that. And don't forget to tell us what you're drinking. Hi,
1: my name is Manny. Uh, you can find me on uh, Instagram and Facebook as, as uh, Manny Simo Heart. And I am drinking, of course, the most manly drink of them all. White Claw. Thank you.
2: <laughs> I'm Ashley. <laughs> Uh, You can find me at a podcast of Ice and Fire for Game of Thrones information. Um, I'm Ashley Clegane on Twitter, mostly, again, Game of Thrones and the House of the Dragon stuff posted there. And I'm drinking leftovers from Dragon Con, which is monster energy drink and vodka. I'm Jenna. You can find
3: me on Instagram under Derpy Squirrel Cosplay. I am drinking a Simply Spiked Lemonade.
0: And as I already mentioned, I'm Tara. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Geeksaga and on the web at geeksaga.com. And I am drinking literally the same exact stuff I was drinking for Drinking Con version 7.0 before the convention, which is currently a pre-made espresso martini. It's um I think they're that called like nice. yeah, I think it's called like on the on the rocks or something like that. It's made with effing vodka. I don't know. They have it at the supermarket, so I buy it all the time because it's like always on sale, which is crazy because it's so delicious. And then waiting in the wings, I have a vodka soda with lemon and some white claws just in case, which I went through all of them last time. So <laughs> we'll see how it I, goes. I should say.
2: I, I do have a Coke if I don't want to go for the next round. <laughs> but also don't want to go vodka. Too hard. come on no. now I, I don't want
0: to go too hard on the energy drink <laughs> yeah that, yeah Let me be clear
2: yeah. it's it's not
0: the vodka i'm cutting out it's the energy drink so also don't forget that GeekSaga entertainment now has a patreon with 10 tiers ranging from one dollar a month to forty dollars a month it offers tons of ways to support us and receive some great perks in return don't forget that we also have this drinking game going on so if you at home want to drink along with us you can drink when one of the following things happens or is mentioned legacy hotel rooms. Well, I have the DragonCon app in here, but I feel like that's kind of void now but i think it will be mentioned at least once so the dragon con app when we use the word habitrail which we've gotten away from the past couple years so that may that may be one that gets cut for next year any of the cults are mentioned carpet trashy fedex john 36 dozen eggs there's some new things we're going to talk about so i guess just anytime we mention cults you might as well drink when a specific party is mentioned bunny hutch heroes and villains spectrum etc when there is an animal-related interruption, and then specifically when us four hosts mention things. For me, it's when I mention Ted Lasso or moderating a panel. For Ashley, it's when she mentions Canada or being Canadian or Final Fantasy. When Manny mentions Final Fantasy or Miami. And when Jenna mentions Swag and Seek, and Jenna only gets one because I feel like just that one is going to be dangerous. (laughs) Animal so, interruption. You I, I think I, I, I do. Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm going to have to let her out in a second, I guess. Um, I knew this was going to happen. I
2: do want to ask you guys did you see when I showed the kitten last time? Did you see him also jump up and bite me afterwards? Was that on camera?
1: Man. not remember seeing that, but that would be pretty <laughs> awesome.
0: Two minutes in, we get an I
2: animal did not related like being
0: incident. held. Okay. So what happened in Dragon Con news after drinking cons? It wasn't much this year. The app came out like, which, sorry, drink. I knew it was gonna mention, get mentioned at least once, but I actually thought it would be later. So that's fun. The app came out like two days after we did our webcast. So that was fun. I was like, you couldn't have done it just a little bit earlier. My schedule also changed, not like a ton, but enough that I was like, huh, okay. It kind of threw a wrench in my Sunday because I was hoping Sunday would be the day I would be able to sleep in and that <laughs> did not happen. But yeah, so not not too much stuff changed or happened after we did our webcast two weeks before the con. But a lot of stuff happened at the convention. <laughs> So, does anybody have any general at DragonCon stuff you want to talk about that's not the stuff that I have listed in the document before? Even I...
2: if I don't get into any single host hotel, I will never stay at the Hilton.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess we might as well jump into it because, again, there's just a lot of what the fuck Hilton news. I feel like that just needs to be an official DragonCon hashtag or maybe unofficial DragonCon hashtag WTF Hilton. This first one is actually really serious. There were a ton of break-ins, 37 or 38 rooms, I think is what I heard. Someone made a master key. And a lot of people, including somebody I actually know, had some really important stuff stolen. The person I know, the room was broken into while they were sleeping which is creepy as fuck. And then I saw a post, I believe it was either on one of the Facebook groups. It could have been on the DragonCon subreddit from someone who was from overseas, who was coming out to LA after the convention and came out and didn't have their phone and was like, I can't get ride shares without a phone. I can only hook up to the internet on my tablet. And I was just like, I felt so bad. I know, I, I know, Manny, we talked about this some at the convention itself, but this whole like master key thing that they were able to just copy that so easily is, I mean, I've heard things like that before, but for it to be somebody needs who was to able to break first. into that many rooms before they got caught, I don't even know if they actually got caught. Did anybody hear anything about that?
2: I think I did, but at least one person was...
3: Is but also, they were blaming it on they, they were, were blaming it on
2: people not closing their door all the way, and I don't think all 37 rooms were just people who did not shut their door. All yeah, the way. I think that's them trying to find a liability out.
3: So my understanding is, a suspect. Don't know if it was the one responsible for all of the break-ins has been apprehended. I would be more curious to know if there was any rhyme or reason in floor numbers and things of that nature, because there's going to be certain sets of keys that are master keys for hotels that employees will have, and usually they are limited and restricted, so potentially somebody may have swiped an employee's key to create said key. There are also a few other exploits out there, depending on what devices you're using and things of that nature as well that could have been used. But I'll be honest with you, at the Marriott on Thursday night and Friday night, hotel security was going around and making sure that people were not leaving their doors latched open and they were making you shut them. So maybe other hotels could take a point from them in that regard.
0: <laughs> maybe other hotels. Which other hotel? <laughs> Literally the hotel. I mean, I leave my door latched open on my room when I'm like running to the ice machine or something. And I know door. someone's also in there. Like, Right. Yeah. But I sure as hell wouldn't do it when I'm sleeping.
1: When it comes to like, because I work in like cybersecurity, you know, so I can tell you right now the majority of these things happen because... Some dumbass wants to write their password, you know, or the password to whatever kiosk that they use for these master keys, and they leave it right here or like right behind the monitor so that way they never forget their password. And that's what happens, mm-hmm. or they didn't lock their computer, is what happens. So I'm telling you, if someone doesn't lock their computer and you know, maybe they worked in the hotel industry, like they know about it, they can be in and out of there in 30 seconds and have a master key for every single room in that hotel. And it all has to do honestly in my experience because somebody doesn't lock their computer or they just want to write their password down with their username underneath their keyboard like that's safe you know well, that's frightening yeah no i'm telling you when it, when it comes to like security matters there's things that i don't do things that i can't sleep at night you know where i'm just like i'm not gonna do that like anytime i stay at a hotel i sleep with one eye open i rarely get sleep just because of situations like that
2: i also want to mention that the hilton parking garage got broken into and multiple cars and with how much you spend for parking in the hotel thinking it's safe apparently not so much at the hilton either (laughs) jeez what is going like
0: i mean i don't think it was anywhere on the scale as the hotel rooms but there was more than one Continuing on with WTF Hilton news, no room parties allowed. Now, I do not know how widespread this situation was. I do know that one of my friends tried to host a room party. I I think it was early in the week. If it wasn't Wednesday, it was Thursday. Now, I believe he had the bad luck of having somebody from Hilton security for some reason staying on his floor, but at the same time, he literally got a letter from the Hilton that night or the next morning that said no room parties are allowed and it's like that's basically Dragon Con you know I mean obviously there's all the Dragon Con stuff going on but there's a whole fucking Facebook group the one that Ashley you introduced us all to I think um, at the pre-Dragon Con webcast this year where people are just saying, hey, here's where my room's going to be coming uh, to a party. <laughs> I, I read about
2: that in that group and someone in the comments, so I don't know how valid it is, said that it was someone from the Hilton was monitoring the group. Um... I, again, it was a comment, so I can't say for certain if that is exactly what happened, but... Well, maybe maybe they're catching on to these groups. I mean, like, what kind of asshole does that? But
0: Yeah, this is things like this are the essence of Dragon Con. Let people have their fun. I guess maybe the new ownership or new management of the Hilton is just stupid when it comes to like the fact that there are very few problems with rooms getting destroyed and stuff like that. As far as I've ever heard.
2: One of the cons I go to actually has designated room party floors. If you are on the first, Mm -hmm. I think it's three or four floors. Those are known as the party rooms and the hotel has different rules for the people staying in them. I think that should kind of be a dragon con thing. Like they should expect people staying on the first 10 floors are going to, aside from accessibility rooms.
0: Yeah. I, I think that you went to Conuga with me one year. I don't know if Jenna or Manny, if either of you have ever been, the host hotel for Conuga, it's in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, usually in February, I think it's not the same hotel as it used to be. I don't believe because that hotel kind of, fell into extreme disrepair. But it used to be the main hotel was the Chattanooga Choo Choo, which is a hilarious name. They had this block of buildings that were in a circle around like a patio garden area. And I'm talking like a very big circle. And if you were in a first floor room in that circle, you were basically expected to leave your doors open on Saturday night of the convention. I know it's not the same anymore. But yeah, that seemed to work really well for them.
2: I'm referring to a steampunk convention, so like completely different, Mm. but it's like, again, the hotel and the guests understand how it works. And it's no problem because people who want to party, you know, book specific floors. I I understand Dragon Con might be a little hard to do that just because of the elevator situation, accessibility, and everyone wants the first floor. So I can see that being an issue, but I mean, something like the Hilton should expect the first few floors to be room parties.
0: Well, and I think too, that it doesn't seem to be a problem with the Marriott or the Hyatt. So if the Hilton is the only one that has the problem, maybe they're the ones that need to just, in, you know, instate something like that. Ugh, the Hilton. Seriously. Anyway, so they weren't the only ones. They were the worst ones, but they weren't <laughs> the only ones. There was an issue where people who had badges, but not room keys weren't being allowed into the Sheridan. And I honestly can't remember who told me about this. And I don't know how widespread it was. Jenna or Manny, did you guys did either of you
2: hear it? I, I I heard about when it happened, but I also saw it in a meme afterwards. So someone did
0: make a meme out of it. Oh so my it God. wasn't just someone find me that meme, please. I, I only need go to,
1: to the it. I only go to the charity to get my badge and then yeah. I never go there ever again <laughs> for the entire convention.
3: I was just gonna say, yeah, I don't travel to the Cortland Grand at all.
2: <laughs> oh after yeah. That's battle. right, it's got,
1: a different name.
3: Yeah. See I didn't see the meme, but I did see somebody post about the issue in trying to get there for panels and some things. I think it was the official Dragon Con Facebook page.
2: I would have to assume that it was just kind of the front doors around like the lobby area and they couldn't cut off the convention area. I mean like they can't. (laughs) So... It was probably I, I, just I...
0: some new employee that didn't really know what they were doing. But the fact that I heard about it from a couple different sources makes me think that it wasn't just a couple people, that it was a thing that was happening throughout the weekend. And you'd think at some point somebody would be like, hey, John Doe oh. uh, employee, maybe maybe you should uh, understand that if they have a badge, they're just allowed into the hotel. <laughs> Again, I don't go to the Sheridan often enough
2: to know for sure, but maybe like around the check-in area, there's a lot of seats and people were just sitting there chilling. That's the only thing I can think is that people were clogging up the check-in area because they can't kick you out of the convention area.
0: Now, here's the other thing. Does anybody know more about the Marriott ceiling leak? Because all I saw was a picture or a video, a short video of it. I think Ashley, you showed it to me. As per the usual, I came back to the room and Ashley was like, Tara, guess what happened now? (laughs) But I only and saw that like- they must have covered it up, fixed it pretty quickly. But did, I mean, Jenna, you stayed there. Did you see anything about that?
3: I probably saw the same video that actually had as far as it being on Facebook. But I can tell you my room wasn't interrupted. I'm pretty sure it was on one of the main levels. It may yeah. have stemmed from a room, but I don't believe that it it wasn't like eight floors down kind of flooding or anything like that nature in my understanding.
0: Oh, Becca's also in here reminding us, don't forget the unfinished rooms at the, <laughs> now she's saying Sheridan. And Listen, I know it's the Cortland Grin. I refuse to call it. I used to work at Disney and I worked at MGM Studios. Then it became Hollywood Studios. It took me probably a decade to start calling it Hollywood Studios. That's going to be the same thing here, particularly because I do not go to the Sheridan, but apparently there were unfinished rooms there. I feel like I vaguely remember hearing about there being unfinished rooms. I don't remember where they were from, what hotel they were in, but I'm guessing that Becca's right. And it was La Sheridan. <laughs> And just going back to the Marriott real quick, I know that I saw at least one friend, we talked about this on the pre-DragonCon webcast, where they had to shut off the water for like a day, just a couple days before, really just a day before a bunch of people started arriving for the convention. And one of my friends checked in on, I I don't know if it was Tuesday or Wednesday, and still had brown water coming out of their sink and tub, but this didn't seem to be, either it wasn't widespread or they got it fixed, you know, by Wednesday, because I, I didn't really see much else about it.
3: We checked it on Wednesday and there wasn't any issue in the Marriott with the water, at least on the 18th floor where we were this year. I did see the letter that was sent out to individuals, but hmm. it was no issue in regards to where I was.
2: I think that's a general pipes thing that if they turn off the yeah. water, when you turn it back on, there's just going to
0: be some sediments that you just got to flush out. Funny that it happened the day before track <laughs> Yeah. Moving on to better things, unless you guys did you guys have any other Dragon Con disaster news other than what I was able to glean?
2: I think you've gone through it all. Like as you know, what I do between panels and stuff is sit in the room reading the Dragon Con Facebook page, looking for disasters to tell you about. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's oh, a yes. new pastime. So I,
3: so I would say that there was an additional one. It felt like um Even some of the celebrity hosts that were there during the panels had started complaining about the temperature that the Marriott was keeping it at. The ballrooms were freezing, literally freezing, which is unheard of. But I think they were doing that to try to compensate for the areas that are normally not able to have AC. Um, So that way it was more manageable for the atrium areas and stuff where people are generally walking. But I know during the panels that I saw in the grand ballroom, Uh, the Marriott that it was often times joked about how cold it was and that they were keeping it like an ice locker there. Which is Uh, funny
0: because I didn't even, well, last year people complained about how the AC wasn't working in the Marriott. That was a whole joke that we had in our Dragon Con disaster themed rooms this year was that there was no AC in the Marriott, aka on one of our balconies because I ain't in the AC off in our
2: room. I am 100% convinced that the reason I got so sick was because of the temperature in the dealer's room. On Sunday, I was freezing so bad. I was shivering because, you know, you go outside to go there and I'm wearing this little tiny dress and inside it was like an ice cube. I, I needed a jacket. It was so cold and then it was bad. It was freezing in there. And talking about other disasters, I heard on Saturday they weren't watching all the doors so, they didn't know how oh, many people was- had left, and they weren't letting people in. So, it was pretty it- much empty inside. It was four hours long on
3: Saturday. <sighs> It was a four-hour line, and it was because of the security and the fire marshal, and I got photos that I saw from you know, an individual who runs a vendor stand at the vendor hall, and there were literally like 20 people on the whole first floor of the vendor hall because they were letting in so few people at that point. They were talking about like the implications for their sales and things like that because Saturday is their biggest day. That's the biggest day that you have single passes. And like it really affected the vendor hall in regards to the number of people who were allowed in because, yeah, it was it was a four hour long wait. An hour would have been Friday or Sunday, like depending on what time you went, which is manageable for vendor hall, especially on Friday. Like I waited in the hour long wait, but Saturday was atrocious. It was over four hours and they were only allowing like 50 people in at a time, it seemed like. So it was
0: just halted. I didn't go to the vendor hall at all. Manny, I think you did, right? And I know, Ashley, you did. How long did you guys wait?
1: I think I went on Sunday, and it was only 40 minutes. Like I I timed it. I was like, I'm just curious as to how long it's going to take. Because when I first got there on Friday, I ran into my friend Mike as we were doing like the registration. We didn't have anything to do. So we're like, oh, let's go to the vendor's hall, I guess. And we were in line for probably about an hour. And I was like, Fuck I'm out of here. I'm like, I am not going to do this. I said, there is nothing in there that is worth me sitting in line for over an hour to get, you know, and funny enough, even when I went to the vendors hall, I didn't get anything. So it was like kind of like, it was kind of a waste. I mean, it was cool walking around, but it was just like, yeah. but I, I guess I kind of knew what I was getting into with it anyway, but.
3: Friday, I waited in an hour-long line, and it was worth it to me because I got a um, custom clutch from the Chubby Bunny that would not have been there on Sunday or Monday when I went back, so I'm glad that I went on Friday and that I got it because I got the Marriott Carpet Tardis clutch that she makes, and it's beautiful, so I was excited for that, and then, yeah, Monday had no line at all. Sunday, it was a little bit of a wait, but I like to frequent and visit, and I, I know people that are there as well, so... And I had a lot of, here, I'll make you drink. I had a lot of swag to trade with different vendors as well. So I went there to make sure that things that I had made custom for them, I was able to deliver.
2: I went Sunday. It was about 40 minutes. We went early before noon. And again, uh, it was fun for the most part until we got to the freezing floor. And I was so miserable by the end that, you know, like I go around looking at everything and then I go back to make my purchases. We just ended up leaving and I didn't get anything. And I kind of feel bad about that, but I was freezing
0: so bad. And I'm I'm 100% convinced that's where I got the flu. I didn't go to the vendor hall at all this year. I just, I did not have time. I highlighted Patrick's comment a little bit ago saying that he did the vendor hall on Monday and there was no line. And that's when I usually go for the same reason. But by Monday, I was just so tired. I was like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. But yeah, I I don't usually go until Monday because I refuse to wait in that line. I saw some things from vendors that they'd highlighted that I would have liked, but it wasn't anything so pressing. Becca also mentioned that apparently someone was throwing bottles off. The inside of the Marriott. I didn't hear about that at all so I don't know. I randomly heard that a bottle got thrown and that's it. I know. Man there's always got to be some asshole ruining like trying to ruin things for everybody I guess. Ugh.
3: I thought of one more disaster that occurred in the vendor hall. Brittany Braun Designs had her cash bag stolen and they were not able to apprehend the suspect. I know Oh that... I saw
0: that. I saw the post yeah. about that.
3: She also has all of her stuff in her shop. Currently, there's a lot of items that she's doing a discount on trying to make up for it because I know she's an expecting mother and is really trying to recover because it was all of the cash that they had obtained for the weekend that was in that cash bag that they had on them. You can check her out on Etsy. I know she's on the Dragon Pond Artists and Vendors page where you can find her and see stuff, but she does the custom fabric skirts with the pockets. She does leggings, and she also has some hoodies and shirts and things of that nature. So it wasn't just rooms that had things stolen. um, Vendors were also affected.
0: What's her vendor username or whatever? Sure,
3: it's Brittany,
0: B-R-I-T-T-N-E-E,
3: Braun, B-R-A-U-N, com. So she's on Etsy. She has a bunch of stuff. She did uh 50% off after Dragon Pond, trying to recover from some of her old inventory. She's got some mixed bags, Correct. her leggings she put on special and stuff like that. But yeah, she was hit from a thief as well.
0: That's so sad because I, I don't know, man. I, why are people? That's all I'm going to say. Why are people? Okay. Moving on to... The good stuff, okay? The good, like Dragon Con, being Dragon Con stuff. Who all has heard about the Hyatt carpet sprites? <laughs>
2: They're
3: so cute. Not, what are you I have talking not heard about? about it. Drunken Dragon has already started bottling and selling them. Come on. Like
2: they <laughs> are, are you already. Shitting me? No, I am not. I, I can just imagine someone was going around picking them up, being like, Yeah, I'm gonna make a fortune off of these in five start, years, well, everyone's like- gonna want.
3: He's already released Hyatt Carpet gear. He's got a dress that's custom order. Drunken Dragon Hotel. Sven is always on his game. I had the privilege to go to his booth this year. Love him. I've been ordering from him since the pandemic. So love, love, love what they do.
0: Yeah, I have a bunch of stuff from him too. But also like you're saying Hyatt Carpet stuff.
3: I'm not oh, talking- yeah, no. He bottled the little fuzz balls and stuff and started selling <laughs> them the same way that he sells Marriott Carpet scraps and stuff. Yeah. No, no, no. There's there's a whole thing. That's what we're talking about, right? The the sprites are the fuzzballs. Yeah. There are people who are trying to sell them on Facebook too.
0: Okay. Okay. So Manny, because you don't know about this. Before Dragon Con this year, the Hyatt changed their carpeting in the lower levels like the ballroom and and the meeting areas. And they made a post on their Instagram that was like new cult of the carpet or something. And of course, most people are like stop trying to make fetch happen and you know, stop trying to make a new carpet cult happen. Like you can't force it, right? Yep. This is not how Dragon it's- Con works. We have been talking about cults for like a minute so we all oh, have to take right, at least yeah. two or three drinks here. Yep. But-,
3: but come on. I will take
2: their carpet is pretty.
0: It, yeah, it's it's not the worst. It's a little spinny for me. It, it, it's, but... it's not
2: the new Marriott. Yeah. It's, it's better than that.
0: So I'm on the side of, yes, stop trying to make cults happen. But also, the Hyatt did try to make it happen. And it sort of did. Not in the way they wanted or expected. Because they put this brand new carpet in days before or a week before DragonCon, Right? And they didn't, I guess realized that the carpet that they purchased had a lot of, uh, let's call it fallout. Like when you put on eyeshadow and it just gets (laughs) everywhere, right? People walking over it caused the lint from the carpet to just rise out of the carpet like little sprites. Now, I could be wrong here, but I believe it started with a volunteer who was working the door at the art show and was kind of bored. And from what I read, had just lost their cat, right before Dragon Con, or maybe like maybe they got a call like a day or two into DragonCon letting them know, which RIP their cat. I'm so sorry for this person. But from what I know, it started with this person because they were bored and sad about their cat and they started collecting the lint and then they put googly eyes on a ball of lint and named it. I can't remember what they named it. They started posting it online and other people started picking it up. And then it just became people were down there collecting lint from the carpet, including apparently Send from Drunken Dragon Hotel.
3: (laughs) He may have had an official like dealer for it or something of that nature because, again, he's still getting new Marriott and used Marriott carpet
2: patches to sell too. So I like the meme that's like, oh, let's make a cult. No, not like this. (laughs) It's the loop ball, and it's got the googly eyes, so it's under his googly eye, too. Yeah, yeah. You have to tie it back in
0: as much as possible, right?
3: Can we also talk about Wednesday night, the communion and the cults came out on Wednesday night in the Marriott?
0: (gasps) I missed that. But before we do, I have to say one thing. There is a group on Facebook called Hyatt Carpet Sprites. I haven't checked it in a few days, but when I first joined it, the first thing I saw was a post from somebody that said... The fact that I'm genuinely sad I didn't pick up dirty carpet lint has got to be one of the most ridiculous feelings I've ever felt. I just that is the essence of DragonCon, but like circa DragonCon 2023.
1: I was gonna say that's like the most DragonCon thing I think I've heard.
0: Johnny, you're saying something about. So Wednesday night,
3: there was the two large cult groups that met. So the Cult of the Carpet, as well as the Cult of John in the um, bottom floor of the Marriott. So the Cult of John had their bishops and cardinals and all of their disciples out. And they were giving communion out there for the Cult of John. And then you had your stereotypical Cult of the Carpet that comes out. So they put out the carpet. And then they also put out Trashy in his proper place where he should be, where you can take photos. I know that I have done so in the past, normally not on a Wednesday night, but they were there for Wednesday night. So before the con really kicked off and they had lines, people lined up for hours. I'm not sure what the communion was that they were giving out because I stood in line for like 20 minutes and then I jumped out. I think it was Jello shots. It could be. It might be something else. But I was excited to see it and then very disappointed that John didn't show up at all this year. Nobody remembered to bring an actual John cutout. So...
0: I was wondering about that because there, Wednesday night or Thursday night, there was a tiny one in the Skybridge between the Hyatt and the Marriott where the regular sized one existed in 2021 and 2022, but there was, yeah, there was no full size John. So was, I mean, was that for sure? Like nobody, just nobody remembered to oh, bring he, it? Oh,
3: he was not brought this year for sure. I'm not part of that organization as far as who was supposed to bring it and who forgot or things of that nature, but I've definitely seen it posted on several things there was definitely a full-size one that was forgot to be brought or was not managed to be brought maybe they thought everybody else would do one because we even had the stand-in I don't know if you saw the photos the guy just as John who kind of stood there for a long time to kind of take the place
0: yes I did see him very briefly I can't remember what day it was but you know Skybridge so I didn't want to I think it might have been Friday. Um, and I was literally running between the Marriott and the Weston for a panel, and I needed to stop in my room. So I was like, I don't have time to stop and take a picture. Yeah, I, I don't know. So I guess like whoever's in charge of, I mean, I don't want to say in charge of bringing the John thing because that seems like weird but man can we make sure that happens next year? It, it just it felt empty especially because there were people who were still leaving trash in that corner. Some of it was actually offerings but there was as per the usual just trash for some reason.
3: I'm going to blame it on myself because I did not bring my offrenda candles this year like I did last year and leave them out in time for John to appear. You didn't uh-huh. summon
0: him? <laughs> I, th-
3: I did not. I did not summon John so I will totally take Responsibility for that one. I think that we have enough people that we know that we can make sure that some form of stand-in happens in regards to the future years and making sure that it's not the ball isn't dropped. But yeah, I i will take a little bit of responsibility for not making my prayer candles this year.
0: Those stand-up <laughs> things they're pretty expensive. Like maybe somebody just needs to kickstart or go fund me one. Not kickstart, go fund me. Just do a go fund me. Like if you want this at Dragon, I guarantee. Guarantee you will get enough people to fund the minimal amount that it takes to bring this thing to Dragon Con next year.
3: We also have to find a good enough image. And I think that we all know where we can we can start in asking because uh I think Sven has a, a really good one as well that maybe he would be willing to uh let others have to make the cardboard cutout.
0: Minnie, were you at Dragon Con the year that FedEx John happened. 2019. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. Cause I was there when it started. Like I saw the cardboard cutout before anyone paid attention to it. And I remember looking at it and being like, man, I don't know. That's just weird. Like, can you, and I think I was telling Sabrina that we were walking. I was like, can you imagine just being a model? And this is like your job, you know? And then you're just like this weird FedEx guy. And then we came back a few hours later and there was googly eyes. And then there was like chains on them. And then later that night we came back and there was like a fucking altar man with candles and like all this shit and i was like oh my god this is awesome like fuck it, let's worship this guy like what the fuck it was really cool if
3: you follow the cult of john facebook page the actual actor who portrayed him is also a member and has also like thanked everybody i think yep. uh the issue now is i don't think he's any more an employee of fedex so i think he's kind of
1: he kind of can't disassociated. yeah yeah disassociated with it because yeah. of that i do remember them finding him pretty quickly after he made his 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 rise in 2019 they had found him pretty quickly and he was pretty surprised as to you know what what was conspiring there but i'm like well shit man welcome to dragon con i mean that's how it happens (laughs) you
0: know it's a lot like we said with the carpet sprites it might not happen the way you expect it but it'll happen somehow if uh if you're lucky has there been a year there wasn't a new cult last year though right there actually was from 2020 that's where 36 dozen eggs came uh, from. The, but... the
2: googly eyes wasn't like an official cult until recently. It was, eyes. No. It's was. it been a long time, but I haven't seen like the under his googly eyes as a cult.
3: So googly eyes has existed as a cult and actually predates John as a cult because they would put him in the sky bridge at the Hyatt and things beforehand but they were really embraced as a cult in 2019 when they started doing the association with John as it. But the googly eye cult actually predates John by several years. But um, were they I, a I, cult? Yeah, <laughs> or was it yeah, just people yeah, putting googly No, eyes? no, there were a okay. bunch of people. And it was like a, a googly eye thing. Like You would have people hand them out. There were badge ribbons. There were a lot of things that people did. And then they really became a cult I would say after John, uh, as far as the under his googly eye, but they definitely predate it. We spent a lot of time researching cult systems because that was <laughs> what we did for uh, Bunny Hutch as a group. Uh, sorry for the double drink, but um, oh but right, yeah, right, that's so, a party.
2: Yeah,
0: all right. So Hyatt Carpet Sprites, yeah, they're a thing now. Join the Hyatt Carpet Sprites Facebook group. I don't know if all it's I can be... think of this
2: is a Ghibli like the right right remember what movie is from but i i know that's what i've just seen my head every time i see them it's weird in a way
3: the soot sprite it's what you're thinking Mm -hmm. of because like uh my under his googly eye uh tail that i did all it looked like was the soot sprite when i made it like that's all i could think of
0: which is funny so so you you your costume technically predated the hyatt carpet's right it did it did but i mean you have black and not blue
3: and yeah no still (laughs) um and talking about like cults and trying to make it happen kind of thing i know drunken dragon and a few others have really tried to make the poop lion being beheaded a a cult but i (sighs) i didn't see it it wasn't one that like i saw a lot of people like
0: other than it has to yeah yeah they
3: have to yeah
0: well, yeah. and the poop lion thing, um, we talked about that in, in the pre-DragonCon version of this. And we were asking, like, does is its head back? P.S. No, it wasn't. Somebody did put giant googly eyes on it. But I had actually seen something prior to the convention, I think, in one of the discussions about how its head had gotten knocked off. Because people have been putting googly eyes on those poop lions forever. But apparently, it's like a big no-no because they are actually art. Like, we might kind of make fun of them a little bit but they are actually art and the sticky stuff from the googly eyes was ruining the statue itself or or not ruining maybe is a a hard word doing damage they
3: had to do they had to do restoration and cleaning of it it was a couple hundred dollars every year in damage from the googly eyes is is what i Mm. read to be able to remove properly the adhesive and things Mm -hmm. of that nature it is vandalism and it does cause damage
0: yeah, so that's one of those things. It's like, come on, people, be respectful. I mean, listen, we might make I, fun of them. They is do the first look year silly. year I saw Giggly
2: Eyes Anna. To be honest, like I didn't. No, see I, them I. I've seen them several years. Yeah,
3: and I. Have I, I stay at the Marriott, so I walk out that way quite a bit.
0: I have a feeling they probably have people removing them as quickly as they can after they get put on, which is why maybe it's not common knowledge that people keep sticking googly eyes to them. But, you know, there's very few times where I'm like, come on, DragonCon people, be respectful. But this is one of them. I I know we all make fun of them. I know it's weird art, but it is art. It is somebody's creation. So be cool, you know. Okay, other uh, DragonCon being DragonCon things. Was this or was this not? The answer is yes, it was the year of the badge ribbon. And listen, I know that badge ribbons have been a thing for a long time. Okay. This is, that's not a question. I understand that they have been around for a very long time, but it seems that they've been getting like progressively more and more popular since 2021. Maybe, maybe it would have started in 2020 if we'd actually had a convention, a Dragon Con that year. But since 2021, more and more people are making badge ribbons and this year i swear i don't know if i know a person who didn't bring badge ribbons other than maybe you manny but you this is your first year back since 2019
1: and it was actually my first year having ribbons on my badge ever you know and i've been going i was going since 2012 and it was the first year i actually had ribbons you know and like everybody was having you know just kind of handing them out and shit it was cool
3: So this is the first year that I ever made Badge Ribbon. And this would be probably the year that I I got the largest stack of ribbons. So I've gotten like a handful in the past, a few here and there. Never really like sought them out. I know the, what is it? The Loyal Order of the Ribbon is their own cult. They've been around for many years. They do their own meetups and things of that nature. But this year was weird. I don't know if anybody else had the issue with it. But normally with ribbons, you just give them out. There's nothing expected, but a lot of people were hesitant in taking them this year, in my opinion. like They were like, oh, I don't have anything else to give you or trade. And it's like, no, that's not what this is. And so that was a weird feeling from other years normally people take swag and they take ribbons and it's not this idea of trading for them so that was something weird that like I had had to kind of get my brain around was no I don't I don't need to
0: trade with you I'm giving this to you Yeah I didn't potato. I didn't and, really and- experience that so I don't know
1: Yeah I didn't have a lot of people who I didn't know give me badges I think anyone who gave me one like I think I got like a Barbie one at some point from somebody I didn't know but for the most part everyone who gave me I, I, I knew them they were just like oh hey you know so they were like my uh, friends you know
2: so all
3: of I... mine were strangers with the exception of paras and uh, like I said I made my first ones this year so yes I would say ribbons are definitely becoming bigger for yeah. sure
0: I've had them in previous years, but I like always forgot to carry them with me. I have some Ice and Fire Con ones. I actually have a crap ton, I think, of Ice and Fire Con ones and Westeros musical ones just stored in my house somewhere. I meant to bring them this year and I forgot, but I already had the Drinking Con ones, which I handed out to a lot of people and also our Dragon Con disaster movie ones, which I probably should have handed out more because... Yeah, I have a crap ton of those left. So next year, those are just going to be like willy nilly. Like, maybe you won't uh, understand this. Maybe you will. But (laughs) and Ashley, you had a lot of uh, what
1: what what ribbons did you have?
0: And I'm just I'm already getting ready to drink (laughs) for the ones you gave away. for me i i don't go to the meetups i just want
2: to get the ribbons from the groups that i'm participating in yeah. so well, uh this I is the there? first year i i did uh ribbons myself i i went to fan fest which is a final fantasy convention drink a month before so i had thought that they were going to be badges there they weren't there were wristbands instead there were a few people who also assumed there would be badges so i made a bunch of ribbons i'm like thinking okay i'll have some for fan fest and then i'll have some for dragon con but then i go to fan fest and i'm like i'm shy and just being like hey take a ribbon and just random people was kind of awkward so i didn't give a lot out there but i had enough for dragon con <sighs> and this year it was just it exploded the ribbons i got a bunch last year and i was like i really want to do it this year so i did it and i did it for final fantasy and it was really awesome because you know instead of being in a giant crowd of people where it's just like who do i give this to but you go to the meetups to the photo shoots and that's where you give them out because then you're in like your people and
3: just naturally.
2: <laughs> so yeah, I have a, little, a lot of, I was in a Fire Emblem group. So I have a lot of Fire Emblem ones. I have a lot of Final Fantasy ones. I have a lot of uh, husband Hotels. That was another group I was in. Basically every group that I was in, people there were like, hey, you're in costume, take a ribbon. And I'm just like, yes, yeah. I will. And like, this is insane. My oh. ribbons have never been
0: anywhere near this before. If I were to put my badge around my neck right now, my ribbons would reach past my knee. And that's with, like you did, doubling them up on the sides. I actually still have a stack, maybe half an inch at least high of ribbons that I just, I stopped putting them on my badge because I'm the type of person that I usually tie my lanyard around my bag strap and tuck mm. it into my bag. Well, I couldn't do that this year because I had too many ribbons. So I'm rethinking my yes. ribbon strategy next I didn't year, realize sure. I was
2: putting all my ribbons on just straight down. And then I'm like, holy, I, I can't manage this anymore. I've made a mistake. And that's when I started I, putting them on the side. But now I just have to keep my badge in my purse. I couldn't leave it out because the ribbons were just too long mm-hmm. and i hadn't considered that when i was putting them all on.
0: yeah no you, you don't think about it you're like yes cool i got another ribbon this is great and then you're like fuck what am i gonna
2: do with this but nonsense i will say the no, most I, awesome thing that happened to me dragon con weekend the most awesome sorry to cut you off i just wanted to share this one story was I, I did make it's a final fantasy one but hearing someone say when i gave them the ribbon them saying oh i've
0: been wanting this one <laughs> that was like the best moment of the entire so they saw it so they saw it somewhere else they saw somebody else have that badge ribbon and they're like where did they get that i need that badge ribbon
2: yeah (laughs) that was like the highlight of the entire con was like oh my ribbon's popular
0: (laughs) I highlighted Patrick's comment a moment ago, but for podcast reasons, Patrick said this was his first year getting ribbons and he got like four or five. He's like, I do feel like they're becoming a bigger thing. And I'm just like, oh, dude, you Patrick, you just maybe you just didn't meet the right people or go to the right places. But (laughs) everywhere I went, there was somebody with a stack of ribbons trying to give them out. And next year, I'm definitely making high Legacy Room HOA ribbons.
3: i sublease mine
0: do i count so, yes that counts so <laughs> drink because i mentioned like serums, but also
3: i've already thought of like 10 different designs for next year i will have lots of ribbons ribbons are not normally a thing that i make but they are an easy thing to carry and carry a lot of so i will definitely join in on making a lot more for for next year
2: And I will say for anybody who is listening to this and is interested, just do a quick Google search online and they are not expensive. You can get like a stack of a hundred for about 60 bucks.
0: And also I will forever suggest our friend Chuck his site is, I believe, phantomaniacs.com. A, I'm not wearing it right now, but he makes the Gang Goes to Dragon Con t-shirts. He does our Ice and Fire Con merch stuff for us, but he also does bad ribbons. So he did the Jenna's under his googly eye ones, and he did My Drinking Con and Dragon Con Disaster Movie ones. They're uh, more reasonable
3: he... than what Ashley said. <laughs> yeah. his <laughs> for, for 100. Uh, I think they're closer to 50 for 100 from him for full color. Which was really nice.
0: He's really great, easy to work with. I mean, I ordered mine like three weeks before Dragon Con and picked him up from him at Dragon Con. So, also now, mentioning those t shirts, our most popular t shirt was the Gang Goes <laughs> to Dragon Con. <laughs> For real, we've been wearing, I've been wearing my Gang Goes to Dragon Con t shirt on Wednesday of Dragon Con every year since 2018. This year, Wednesday night, Ashley got there kind of late and we went out and just in you know like shorts or whatever and our was dragon con t-shirts and we had so many people asking to take pictures of us and i was like this hasn't happened in a long time i, mean, I don't know what the difference is between like 2018 2019 21 22 and now but i think we must have gotten stopped by like 30 people at least I who mean, wanted to take our picture
3: 21 22 and this year is about thirty thousand. so that's the well difference. yeah but it was
0: but it was also wednesday night you know like it wasn't uh, yeah But people
3: now are realizing that wednesday is the thursdays there are a lot more people showing up for monday tuesdays and wednesdays than ever did before
0: yeah i don't know i still find it odd that out of the first blue. Day. Whatever. I'm not I'm not arguing with it. It was just like, really? You just want to take a picture of my friend and I in our t-shirts? Cool. <laughs> we got random things given to us when we were wearing the shirt.
1: Generally, Dragon Cons in the past, I've always been kind of like with crowds of people. This was like one of the first Dragon Cons since 2012 that I kind of just rolled by myself. You know, so I walked around and like, and when you walk around by yourself, people know. And they're like, this motherfucker is going to have a good time you know like we're gonna bring this guy in and he's gonna have it so everyone i talked to was always like no 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 no! you're gonna have a good time tonight you can't just be by yourself you know like everybody was extremely sweet and i got handed a lot of stuff and it was very sweet i even faked that i ate a few of them just to just fake it because i wanted because <laughs> i wanted to, i wanted to them to feel like hey because i really did appreciate it Because there was a lot of times that I was by myself, like before I got drunk and I got comfortable where I was very (laughs) like self-conscious and I wanted to just go home because I was like, I don't know anybody here and I don't know what I'm doing here. And this is like the pre nighttime vibes, you know, where it's not quite night yet. I'm just kind of walking around by myself and eating shitty cheeseburgers and stuff, you know. But a lot of people, you know, I would hang out like in the smoking section and stuff and like a lot of people came up to me and they just started talking to me and they knew I was by myself and they're just like and they're like. Tell their friends to come over and their friends are coming over and we're just all talking about stuff, Final Fantasy, all that kind of stuff. And it was really cool. They made a really good job of making me feel welcome, you know. But in saying that, I mean, number one, I can't do any like weed type of stuff or CBD or anything like I I just don't trust. I have the complete opposite effect with that stuff. I get like manic and paranoid, but I'm not going to tell someone, hey, wait a minute this stuff is bad for me. Like, no, it' because to me, the way I see it, it's like, it's really sweet that these people found this stranger and they're like, man, we just want him to have a good time too. And to me, I'm like, that's just like pure love. So I'm not going to be like, oh no, don't do that. So I don't know. It was sweet. But yeah, I guess the, the, the point of it is just don't eat things from strangers. There's a lot of people that I, I'm willing to believe that 99.9% of them are, are mm-hmm. totally well-intentioned. But the fact of the matter is that you don't know how your body's going to react to it and their body reacts differently you know and i'm a small dude also on top of it so it's like i can't be taking what they take you know oh i mean
0: i've had people offer me drinks from their flasks or from like i I think i had a friend one time like actually somebody i am friends with who i know who had pie in like a camelback but like with camelbacks, you have to suck it out. Listen, I've I trust done things people. I probably shouldn't have done in the past. I yeah, see, see I, I'm
2: accepting drinks.
0: I am not that person. I even if I trust you, if somebody else's mouth, even yours, unless you're like my significant other, has touched that thing, my mouth ain't going on it. Just because I don't want to catch concred, Which again, we're, I'll get we're into in
2: COVID world now.
0: Well, no, but I was always like that. I would never share a cup, a straw, a utensil, anything with somebody, no matter how well I knew them, unless like, if it's my significant other, it's like, eh, I'm already kissing you. So there's that. But outside of that, no, absolutely not. My mouth ain't touching things that even a friend might've been putting their mouth on. Cause I, 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 no. I am so afraid of getting sick. I do not have time to get sick. I don't know. That actually kind of leads me into, and let's keep this as short as possible, please, because I have way more pros than cons, but we're going to go into a little bit of personal things, Dragon Con, cons. I'm going to start with just going over the things that I experienced actually at the convention, and then I'll talk about the other stuff. But not shockingly, dragon Con was much more crowded this year than it was the past two years which I, I expected i think the only issue i had was there seemed to be a problem with where they were having people line up for things because friday afternoon i was trying to get to a 1 p.m panel at the marriott from the hyatt i left the hyatt at twelve forty-seven. i made it to the panel two minutes beforehand And about six or seven minutes of that time was because I got stuck in the Hyatt's Marriott Skybridge because there was a line. There was no badge checks, which is my other complaint. I literally never once had my badge checked coming into the Marriott from the Hyatt Skybridge. Not once, all weekend.
1: You're right. Um, I didn't either, actually, now when I think about it. I didn't either.
0: And so it wasn't even that. It was people lining up maybe for the blood drive. I don't even know. Somebody else said they were actually lining up for like a panel or an activity or something. And I was just like, who was organizing that shit? Why was this line in the sky bridge? Why did I literally just stand in a line for like six or seven minutes? And normally I am actually very good about leaving my room at least 15 minutes before panel starts. I am almost always at least five minutes before the panel starts. But this time I rolled in at like 1258. And they're like, Oh, there you are. And I'm like, Oh, my God, I would have been here like five or six minutes ago if it weren't for this crazy, just traffic jam in that sky bridge.
2: I so gave up sky- on the Hilton to Marriott 1 on the first day. After the Friday, I just was going outside.
3: There were several times at that sky bridge. There were no lines anywhere. It was just the shuffle to get in. I waited for 20 minutes to get in from the Hyatt to the Marriott back to my hotel room. I want to say that was Friday or Saturday night. And it was not because of anything that was explainable. It was just crowds. And it was the fact that people don't like to queue as well because you would get the people who would cut around people and then they would clog it up more and it's like just zipper learn common decency like just wait your turn
0: <laughs> i agree with ashley i just stopped using the sky bridge if i had to get somewhere i went down the floor to the hyatt outside down the outside stairs through and then
3: out by the poop lions Yeah, the other way a little earlier during the parade was not bad going from the Marriott to the Hyatt because I know I stood outside at the Hyatt while I was dressed up
2: as Squirrel Girl to hand out.
3: It was
0: almost never backed up going from the Marriott to the Hyatt. It was only the Hyatt to the Marriott. And that's why I was going
2: to the Marriott.
0: They were checking badges
2: going into the Hilton, but not the other way. Going into the Marriott, and, I, don't, yeah. I
3: don't remember. It's funny because I feel like they were checking badges from Peachtree back into the Marriott because I remember that.
0: Well, and also uh, Manny and I actually went to the Hilton on Friday, and it really wasn't that bad. It had to have been after my three back to back panels,
1: so it was, yeah,
0: yeah. So after like five thirty.
1: Yeah, it wasn't that bad when we went through it.
0: I guess maybe the Marriott, I don't know if they were understaffed or whatever, security-wise, DragonCon slash the Marriott, but maybe they were just assuming that once the secret food court, quote-unquote secret food court, I don't know why people still call it that when it's like totally not a secret anymore, but once that was closed by like Friday evening, anybody who's coming in, if they were checking badges from the Peachtree side of the Marriott, skybridge then i know they were also checking badges from the hyatt from the little bridge that goes from the Peachtree to the hyatt so they're assuming that if you're getting into the marriott you're getting in from ground level which they were definitely checking badges or the hilton which they were definitely checking badges but once you're in the marriott they're like ah we don't give a shit I don't know. In past years, that's the thing that's been holding it up is them checking badges from the Hyatt to Marriott Skybridge. And it was just like weird that it was so backed up. And I don't know if it's like the little Star Wars robot thing or the blood drive or whatever, but they need to do yeah, something about something that. About that area
2: in the middle there that just blocks people. And whenever I get there, I'm like, why is this
0: making a congestion? I don't I don't know. Well, I know, Manny, you you have some Dragon Con cons
1: i do and this is like the first time that i kind of seen it happen and i feel bad about saying it but i feel like the photographers literally drove me absolutely fucking bonkers this year like i don't know if i just fell into sync with them so i was always like right behind them but it's like we're walking there's a crowd with literally a hundred people behind me i mean we're just trying to get and they would literally see someone in costume stop and then like turn right there and they're just taking and i'm like there's like a hundred people behind me. So after a while, you know, when I had a little bit of the liquid courage, I just started walking in front of their shots and they were giving me looks. And I'm like, pal, I said, there's a hundred people behind us that we're trying to go. And you're stopping to do a 10 minute photo shoot. If you want to take pictures, man, look, there's a lot of room that you can just walk forward, but they wanted to get this like certain angle. And I'm like, guy, that was like, my only real pet peeve was that And really, like when I was in the walkway, when I was just in the Marriott, trying to get from point A to point B, people would stop in front of me and start talking to someone else. And that's fine. But there's like a bunch of people behind me. We're just trying to walk and you're like in the main artery and you're stopping everything so you can talk to someone. Which Look, you want to talk to your friend. That's totally cool. I did it. But just, you know, move a little bit over so everybody can keep going. And it was creating this crazy congestion. And it was the first DragonCon that I'd been to where I felt like, I don't know, I just felt like these people that were doing this were like absent-minded because I had never experienced that before. And I'm like, do you have no idea that you're at a main artery and there's like a thousand people trying to come through here right now?
2: I wonder if they're like too used to COVID and don't realize,
0: hey, we're back to normal. I think it's like a combination of new people who were yeah. able to get in the past few years who had never been before because people were canceling their hotel rooms and stuff also just the past two years it was so much less crowded I mean, yeah. we're still not at like 2018 levels they who, already who, said who, they yeah.
2: will not
3: go back to that oh, god i hope i fucking you.
0: hope not
3: DragonCon has said that they do not want to return to 2018 and 19 levels, and that they will continue to limit badges to keep it. Bless, Bless. (laughs)
2: hallelujah.
3: I will say, Manny, I don't think I was one of your problems. I'm the type of person, if I see somebody walking the other way, I U-turn it and I walk with them and we settle it outside of that area. Same with when I hand out swag. If somebody recognizes me and I'm going to give them swag, I go and I walk with you, even if it's going to cause me 20 more minutes of travel. Because you just have to have calming courtesy
1: for other people. And I feel like a lot of people were like that. It's funny because... When I was in, in the dealer's room, people were doing that a lot. And I always walk in the middle. I don't walk near the booths unless I want to go to a booth because people stop, they want to look, you know, and you can't blame them for stopping. They want to Mm -hmm. look, you know, and that's a congested. So I'd go in the middle and people would stop right in front of me and just kind of look in a distance and I would move around them. And there was two times where someone looked back at me and gave me a comment like, Oh am I just, you know, in your way. And it's like, yeah, absolutely. You are like, you're in the middle. There's a bunch of people behind me, too, because I don't want to get in their way, you know, and I'm trying to walk and you're stopping. Look, I got a little loud about it one time where I literally was like, oh, no, no, wait, everyone stop. I told everyone to stop. I was like, everyone stop. This person in the middle wants to take a look. Let them take a look. Everyone stop what you're doing. And they got like real red faced and was just kind of like, I'm like, okay, well, like you asked for it. I'm not trying to be a dick here. I didn't even say anything to you. I didn't say, Hey, get out of the way. I just tried to move around you. And let me just move around and get out of their way. And it's like, you're gonna give me lip for that and, and it drove me nuts because it was the first Dragon Con where I experienced something like that.
0: I really I think it's think, think, a lot of new people. Yeah. I, I think so yeah, too. it's a lot of new people combined with also the sort of loss of awareness of being around other people. The only other bad thing I want to talk about, this is the first time I have gotten sick from a convention in probably six and a half years. No, I think it was actually more than that. I think the last time I got sick, I didn't want to say at, but like from a convention was Ice and Fire Con 2016 which was absolutely because I went from Florida to South Carolina to Virginia, and it was super cold and rainy in Virginia for Ice and Fire Con 2016. That was the last time I got sick from a convention. Because again, I have always been super careful about... I don't share things with people. That's just not who I am. But I actually... Came home from Dragon Con and I was fine Monday, fine Tuesday, woke up Wednesday morning feeling like absolute trash. And I took two COVID tests and both were negative. I started feeling better last weekend and then all of a sudden got exposed to somebody who had been exposed to COVID. And then we both had COVID. And I'm just like, I didn't have COVID from Dragon Con. Mm -mm. I had it because my immune system was trash because I got something else from Dragon Con And I think today was the first day I woke up not just, like, having to blow my nose 60 times, so.
2: I was staying with Tara, and I had the flu, but, like, my husband and I, after multiple tests, none of us were positive for COVID.
0: Jenna tested positive for the flu. I know this because Jenna told me she tested positive for the flu. (laughs) But, Manny, you are drinking on
1: this is the best part exactly like i've been to so many conventions and a lot of dragon cons and i have never gotten sick at any point all my friends were always like oh sick and all this kind of stuff and i went this time and i do remember talking to my friend mike and he's like manny man you know what we're getting for free this weekend i'm like what he's like covid and i'm like ah okay dude and i felt fine the whole weekend monday i came home when grocery shopping felt great tuesday night bro i felt like i was gonna die that shit lasted like eight days i haven't been that sick since like 2009 when my friend went to puerto rico and came back and gave us some something you know where everybody got sick at the place i used to work wait so and
0: did you test positive but did you for test COVID? COVID?
1: no i did not so okay. i took it i took it twice and i didn't have it but I was talking to someone who did have it and they were like, oh, you got to do like the one that's like the oral one because it'll it'll come up positive, no doubt. I've never been super cautious about germs and stuff because to me, that's like the Pokemon stage, right? Where it's like, now we're going to see what my body can do. Now we're going to see. Let's see how strong we actually are. But no, this time, man, Tuesday night, wrecked.
0: Okay, I want to close out this COVID conversation because I
2: hate it so much. If we're talking about negatives, I I will say this year I decided to try to go easy on the cosplay. I had one costume that was more than just easy, but everything else was really easy and I regret doing that. I felt really sad (laughs) and unnoticed around the con and and as a cosplayer that kind of sucks as someone who usually does have a lot of costumes and puts a lot of effort into them uh going easy to try to make dragon con is such a everything that you're like okay i'll just go easy and just deal with the crowds and hanging out with friends and whatnot but i regret it i I wish i kind of went a bit harder on the costumes that's Hmm. my negative
0: of the dragon con (laughs) experience is the Not in 2021, but last year and this year, I was so busy with panels that it's like, I don't have time to like cosplay a ton. I do regret that this year I didn't get to any photo shoots. I didn't all my panels just conflicted with anything I'd want to do in that respect. I didn't have enough free time literally at any point to go get pictures of brian humphreys so that kind of sucked but that's on me not on the convention yeah yeah, it's not on the convention it was just like to talk to people who are considering it
2: if you were a cosplayer but you're thinking like oh well dragon con is such a hectic thing i'm just gonna go easy on it you'll you'll be disappointed it's not the same experience and i regret not putting the effort in because No one notices you. You're just like this one person in a crowd. And it kind of sucks if you're a cosplayer who's used to getting your photo
0: taken. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Dragon Con pros. I got a good number of them. But first of all, (laughs) hi, Barbies. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. I have four pink shirts, but two of them are like cold weather shirts. So it's too hot for that. And one of them is in the wash. So I'm wearing a don't make me go Beth Dutton on you shirt right now. But honestly, please let this continue to be a thing at (laughs) Dragon Con and at every fucking convention because this was like the most positive affirmation and not just for me, as far as I could tell. You could literally be wearing anything that had pink in it. Or you could just show up and like talk to people who are dressed as Barbie and they would be like, hi Barbie. None of it was sarcastic. It was all just, uh, I love the movie so much. The positive energy that happened at Dragon Con because of that movie has me just like emotional. It really does. I wasn't even dressed in pinks 90% of the weekend, but I had my little pink cowboy hats and I was handing them out to anybody I saw dressed, obviously Barbie. They were little plastic pink cake topper cowboy hats and people were so freaking excited when I was like, hey, here you go. I just the positive freaking energy I'm not the only one right
1: (laughs) No, there was a lot of positive energy with that absolutely 100
3: you definitely probably got it more than most so being blonde because I will say even being dressed in Barbie not being blonde did not get as much as other peers who were blonde around me at the same time even at the photo shoot and stuff
2: Depends on the time of the day and whatnot, because I I did a Barbie one and and no one was really noticing because it was like the middle of the night. Everyone was drunk at that point. Nobody cared.
3: (laughs) It was amazing to see it. So I will say the energy was there for individuals who fit that. Somebody who didn't necessarily fit it, even in it, did not get it as much. But it was still lovely to see.
2: I wanted to ask: Is Wednesday a Hawaiian shirt night thing now? Yeah, is, is that a thing? Pinky bar, is, yes, yeah, that's a thing. I just so many. Is that going to be a thing from now on? Is
0: that? I can't tell you that it definitely started with the BSG fan group, but yeah, I, I was gonna say I'm pretty sure it started with the BSG just like the ADP party started because of the BSG fan group so they are the Setters. so they are the people to watch but yeah the Hawaiian shirt thing has been a thing for a while I don't know with your experience Jenna with you know not being blonde or whatever but when I wore my Barbie outfit on Saturday it wasn't all pink it was very sort of I don't even know what it is, like 70s psychedelic Neon. sort of looking. And people didn't recognize, even though I am blonde and like I even curled my hair and everything, they didn't necessarily recognize what I was doing until they were up close and realized that the outfit that I bought, which I also didn't realize when I bought it, literally says Barbie all it. Because I bought it from Unique Vintage and it's super cute and super comfortable, but also... I think like when I bought it at the time, I wouldn't have purchased it if I had known that it said Barbie all over it, but then it turned out to be perfect for this. But people didn't really recognize it until they got up close and personal with me. And they were like, oh, you're wearing Barbie stuff. Hi, Barbie. But that said, I just feel like there was so much positive energy in general, even if you weren't part of trying to cosplay that or whatever, there was so much positive energy from the Barbie stuff this year. And I want oh that God. to continue. At
2: one point, I don't know, I can't remember when it was, but like our room is on the lower floors of the Hyatt. We go out and there was like a bunch of Kens and they started singing the Ken song. <laughs> and it was just amazing just being like oh the hyatt lobby is just a whole pile of i am ken <laughs> they,
3: they did that back and forth at the photo shoot between the
2: yeah. Damn, i Jessica missed that ken,
3: and then girls night dance party i did make it to the barbie photo shoot it was like one of a few photo shoots that i have ever made i have seen
2: photos of that and it is amazing i was like no one's gonna show up to a 10 a.m photo shoot
3: yeah they were like nope we have too many people we gotta move so yeah yeah, we had to move
0: yeah somebody posted something i believe it was uh bill waters who is like the guy who runs the the dragon con photo shoots facebook group and he had posted about it and he was like this was like one of the biggest groups at dragon con this year i'm pretty sure it was bigger than marvel or dc has been for years it like it i think it was bigger than marvel and dc were and it, even in 2019 10
2: a.m photo shoot exactly I and i was like
0: that it was at 10 a.m think if this had been at 1 p.m and how fucking crazy yeah. it would have been i think they've gotten some complaints about it and stuff just in terms of like you can't see us because we're like on the side stairs and stuff and it's like It was a 10 a.m. photo shoot.
3: There were plenty of times that I was hidden behind Birthday Cake Barbie because she had big stuff and I was like, whatever. I don't mind. I don't care. I was there. I got to see it. I don't care if I'm in the photos. I got to pick out friends and stuff in the photos that I've seen. So
0: other personal Dragon Con pros, all of my panels were great. I was on eight, I think. Oh my goodness yeah three on friday three on saturday and two on sunday all of them went really well worst person in westeros is the new loony game of thrones series. i hope it comes back next it's year
2: one so on that panel so bad
0: i know i, I know so many if opinions if it gets done again next year which i don't know if it will only because there's not a new house of the dragons season next oh, year but either way, Worst Person in Westeros was hilarious. I actually already put the panel recording out on my blog. You can find it on Spotify under the Geek Saga podcast. I do hope it comes back next year. But if it doesn't, I hope it comes back after we get a new House of the Dragons season. Maybe without Ed Sheeran ruining the brackets. Which you won't understand if you were at the panel. but Or following the Facebook group to see yeah. it happen in real time. Yeah. <laughs> But maybe that should also continue too. I don't know. Um, (laughs) But I, I edited my second panel recording this morning. It was please adapt this, which was my first panel of the weekend at 1 PM on Friday. And it was one of those things where it's like, when you're in the panel, you don't really with worst person in Westeros. Like I knew it was going to be hilarious. And I'm not saying please adapt. This was hilarious. But when you're in the panel, it's like you don't really think so much about how it's going to sound after the fact. And I don't mean audio quality wise. I mean, like, is this actually like going to be a legitimate thing that I can put out that people would even want to listen to? I mean, last year we did a House of the Dragon panel That was like, we're two or three episodes into the (coughs) season. Like nobody wants to listen to that after the fact, because by the time I get around to editing it, we're halfway through the season and half the shit we talked about doesn't matter. Editing this panel made me think, okay, every panel I was on at Dragon Con this year actually was something that I want to share, but this was one of the ones where, (laughs) sorry, not sorry guys drink. I had to moderate. (laughs) And this is no fault of the track directors at all, but I get my schedule and it doesn't have the parentheses M next to my name most of the time when I get my schedule. So I don't actually know that I'm a moderator until the app comes out. And this year, the app came out at a really odd time. My grandfather passed away the day before the app came out. So I didn't pay any attention to what was going on in the app. And so I literally had zero idea. I was moderating any of the panels. I was moderating until Friday when I showed up at Please Adapt This. And they were like, you're moderator. And I was like, oh, I'm surprised moderator again. Ha ha. But it really, I wasn't surprised moderator Jen had had me marked as moderator. This is not the track director's fault. This is my fault for not looking at the app or Dragon Con's fault for not denoting that I was a moderator when they sent me my schedule. But either way, I showed up at that panel not knowing I was going to be a moderator. And I pulled the discussion questions out of my ass, which apparently I'm not bad at, Because I was listening to the panel thinking like, oh my God, this is going to be so bad. I was such a bad moderator, but apparently I wasn't the worst. So anyway, definitely uh, follow the Geek Saga podcast if you want to hear the panel recordings because I have The Worst Person in Westeros is up. Please adapt this is on the Patreon right now and will be available, I think, on Monday publicly, but I've got six more panels that I'm excited to share. Uh, but anyway, I just am really glad that all of my panels went well this year. Worst Person in Westeros was my favorite because it was the funniest. But outside of Worst Person in Westeros, I would say Shadow and Bone was also amusing because I was supposed to be the moderator, but Nami just kind of took over. And at one point she was like, oh, you're supposed to be the moderator. And I was like, nah, it's fine. Please do my job for me. The Princess and the Queen panel that was on Sunday. If you are at all interested in a discussion about Allison and Rhaenyra, that is, I am super freaking happy with the discussion that we had I, on that panel. To go to that, but I was trapped in the dealer's room. Hell, I'll be posting it. Rebecca Fant was our moderator. She's been on a bunch of high fantasy panels with me before. And it was myself, Nami, and Jen, the High Fantasy track director, who were the other panelists. So if you're interested in like a really great in-depth discussion of Alicent and Rhaenyra. And honestly, actually, Manny, you could actually listen to this too without worrying about being spoiled by anything because it was very show focused. It was the best panel I was on in terms of like the depth of what we discussed and how just positive the discussion was despite the fact that there's the angie like green versus black stuff there so the other positive thing i have for myself is i succeeded in my quest to do new things what did you do i went to geeky uh sea shanties on thursday night it was not what i expected i didn't stay as what long was as i like because i'm curious so they didn't have a great sound system situation They were doing the thing where they were like calling out for suggestions. It just wasn't what I expected. When I think geeky sea shanties, I'm not thinking really. They were very, very specific. I don't know how to describe it. Listen, the people who were playing and singing were very talented. That is not at all what I'm saying. What I'm saying is the things they were singing were not my jam. Ha ha ha. (laughs) The things they were singing were not my jam. It was a little bit slow. The sound was not great. Like it was like a couple people with instruments with like a mic or two between them. The sound system was not good. Listen, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying it wasn't what I expected. It could have been better, but could I tell you how it could have been better? I don't know. I also went to Cybertronic Spree on Saturday night. I've been meaning to go to for fucking years and I was talking to you, Jenna, and you're like, we're in it. And I was like, Oh, okay. And I had Manny with me and I was like, can we go to this? Are you okay with this? And he was like, yeah, I'm up for whatever. And I enjoyed it. Manny, did you enjoy it?
1: I thought it was great. Yeah, I, I had never heard of them or saw it. Apparently, everybody has. I just never did. I went and uh, I mean, I'm a big fan of of live music. And however the hell people wear stuff like that while they do music is admirable within itself, regardless of of, of anything else. But uh, yeah, it was fantastic. I loved it.
0: The other thing I did that was new, and this is actually a really personal thing because it's invite only i finally got to go to the bsg fan group sunday night party i only went for like a couple hours because we have our sunday night party but i don't know it was fun to finally get to be like i'd been invited to it before i mean a billion years ago by a friend And it's like way off site, almost a mile walk, I feel like, from the Hyatt. So I never actually went. So I went this year and it was cool. I'm part of the 13th fleet now. So I feel like I'm part of a thing. It was fun to finally get to experience the infamous Sunday night fleet party. What about you guys? What are your Dragon Con pros?
3: I made it to photo shoots for the first time on time. (laughs) Because I have tried in the past to go to one, (laughs) but I showed up for multiple this time on time, which was a first for me. And I also participated in uh, the second annual swag trade. So it is a separate group from Swag and Seat. It is individuals who make things because the whole premise of Swag and Seek is that you don't ask for things in return. So it's just giving. And every year I have just given and honestly did not get a lot of things in return, which is fine and totally expected. But this year I had found out about the Swag Trade Group. So if you make things and you would like to get things in return, they meet before the con actually is organized and you can obtain things. And I have a little one who really, really loves some of the amazing things that different people have made. And this year has been a lot of making things for me. I really embrace the whole Swifty group. I made lots of custom t-shirts for Barbie and Taylor Swift that I gave out as part of that. And I got some really awesome things in return and then i made it to a panel this year which is hit or miss for me
2: my positives were definitely uh the has-been hotel and the hell of a boss photo shoot i am in the photo shoot facebook group where it gets organized and not a lot of people showed interest in it it seemed like it would be a smaller group maybe 20 people at most We go there, and it is taking up the entire stairs. It was amazing just seeing so many people. And it is a costume group that involves a lot of makeup. It is a lot of makeup, a lot of costume, and a lot of full-body face paint for a lot of these fandoms. And that was really awesome. I got so many of my uh, ribbons were from that photo shoot. That was probably one of the highlights of my Dragon Con. It was just really cool just seeing so many people for this. Like, it's an indie project to be technical. And I would hope that, like, maybe I'll get a panel or some sort of get together in the future. And then the what we do in Shadows group was right behind us. So it was great because Lydia is her friend and she's there with her husband. And it was great seeing them come in and be like, hey, guys. And we had a, just a friend's group doing um, Fire Emblem. And it was just cool being stopped constantly so many people knew who we were and wanted to be like oh i'm on this team i'm on this team and gave us ribbons
1: and we gave out our ribbons and that was really fun all the barbies and kens obviously was like fantastic because like the barbie movie was really good my favorite costume i saw was i saw a sailor moon barbie And it was really awesome. And I was super, super into it, but it was too crowded for me to try to get a picture. That was the only picture I wanted the entire weekend. It was really awesome getting to like meet people who had been on the podcast who I'd never, you know, got to meet in person, which was really awesome. It was nice getting recognized as the person who was on the podcast, which was cool. That made me feel good, you know, because people were like, oh, you're Manny. And I'm just like, that's me. That's awesome. So that was really cool. Drinking all night, obviously, that's definitely one of my favorites eating
0: um, your five dollar cheeseburgers
1: <laughs> eating my five dollar cheeseburgers exactly i just loved it i was always you, you know at any point in the day if you look at the Marriott, at the bottom floor i'm sitting next to the bathrooms on the floor eating a burger you'll see me there you know <laughs> i have zero interest in like sitting down to eat at a restaurant i'm like fuck that i want to drink that money my car didn't get stolen which was awesome because the guy <laughs> who was in the spot next to mine his car did get stolen <laughs> Because I went out there for like a costume change. I think it was... Is that the Hilton? No. It's the one that's outside. That's like, I guess, across... Or next to the Marriott. That's outdoors right there. So the guy had... He was from texas or some shit and he had like a big old truck and he was out there talking to the cops and i had to change because i didn't have a hotel and i was like fuck like and i was wearing that elita costume and i was like bro i gotta get like 95 percent naked to get out of this costume because it's like a jumpsuit so the cops finally took off and i started talking to the guys and i was like hey man what's going on bro but yeah they were like in the spot next to me and their shit got stolen and i was like wow that that sucks bro <laughs> like They had a big old pickup truck with dualies and stuff. Since the car was a little older, obviously it's going to be a lot easier to steal as opposed to like my car. So that was good that my car didn't get stolen. And then obviously like random conversations that people would just have. That's always been my most favorite part of Mm -hmm. Dragon Con is just talking to people, you know, because I am a little bit of an introvert, but I feel like when I tell people I'm an introvert, I'm totally lying to them because the second I have like a beer or two. No, forget it. I'm talking to everybody. And I, I think that's kind of how i broke it because i was an introvert for so long that i got so fed up with myself and this happened really like the first or second dragon con i would have some drinks and i'm like oh fuck this i'm talking to everybody right now like i'm just gonna go down the line and start talking to people and obviously the 4 a.m rave that's always my favorite that's like the best closer of dragon con all the time is is the rave brings me back to my 1999 years
0: Yeah, the Sunday night rave, it's one of my pros. I don't know what happened Thursday night, but I had my
2: one of my worst Dragon Con hangovers Friday. And I know I was out with you.
0: So I don't know what we did. Uh, I mean, I feel like that's just kind of par for the course. Like when you and I go out, we are not Ashley and Tara. We are Ashara. We are one person. <laughs> Nothing good comes from it. Yeah, we were like, Bob Keith, <laughs> going out. <laughs> See you tomorrow, so, maybe.
3: <laughs> so, I guess a problem that I forgot happened was Thursday night, Bunny Hutch got moved from the Hilton to the Marriott. Yes, talking about a party. Oh. But uh, their liquor didn't show up for like two hours. Because the Marriott is notorious for their party, the atrium and the ballrooms and stuff, not having alcohol available. But Mm -hmm. Bunny Hutch specifically wanted, I think it was four bars. I could be incorrect in this. But it didn't show up until after I made it through the door because I had to wait in that long line. But yeah, so that was an issue in itself that they didn't originally have the bars that they originally wanted in that room.
2: We should talk about our the meetups we went to because I went to a musical theater meetup and it was not a meetup, it was a panel, which I will put on the app being like, hey, we should actually have like a social meetup oh, instead app. of not being a panel because it was a little disappointing i've been in, in the facebook group i've been talking with like a lot of these people and i really wanted to get to know them and socialize and be like hey yeah you're into this i'm into this let's hang out and and it, it wasn't what it seemed to be but the other meetup i went to was final fantasy <laughs> drink <laughs> goddamn. Oh, drink we doubled down and on it it was a social get together it was just people hanging out and just being like hey this is a room where everyone, if you like this game, come hang out here. And we will just hang out here for the next two hours. And there was a bar outside that we could get drinks and we could take those drinks in. And we could just hang out. And, and I met a whole bunch of people and they were really cool people. And it was a really good night because that was the first night I actually met people and like
0: socialized and made acquaintances. The meetup thing at Dragon Con can be kind of hard in... 20, I believe it was 2013. There was a Game of Thrones meetup that was on the schedule and i was the person who was supposed to be running it but it was in a track room so mm-hmm. there was like chairs everywhere like, it was basically me just kind of going from like one little group to another like trying to make conversation and it was kind of awkward even as an extrovert and as somebody who was like i am running this i'm okay with running this and this is not a. i'm not shitting on dragon con i'm not shitting on the american sci-fi oh. fantasy track or i'm uh, sorry American sci-fi fantasy, whatever it was that held high it at fantasy? the time. No, it was, this was before high fantasy. This is 2013. Oh, um, shit. yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, it can be really awkward when this is the space you have to do it in. And there's a bunch of chairs and then like 20 or 30 people show up. And I was the only person who was designated to run it. And it can be very awkward to try to like make it not. Obviously I made it not a panel because the thing is like, don't get up and sit at the table. Uh, So this person is saying the track has to work with you and arrange the room layout. And yeah, so I, I agree. And again, I am not saying anything bad about how it was arranged. It was between two panels and for them to rearrange the whole thing would have been a nightmare for the track director okay and i think that that might have been what you ran into is that if you're calling it a meetup it needs to be hosted somewhere where there's not a table and a bunch of chairs yeah where there's not a table at at the front of the room and a bunch of chairs and you're just anybody else have any other dragon con pros you want to talk about i mean i was in
2: fire emblem but I went to the Final Fantasy photo shoot on the Friday and the Saturday, and it was just an amazing turnout both days. And it was awesome and got so many batch ribbons. The batch ribbons are out of control. I have no idea what's going to happen next year. I think everyone is going to be like, oh, batch ribbons. Now it's just going to be insane my weekend was front loaded like everything awesome was front was at the beginning of the con and then at the end of the con it was just kind of petering out and then our room party
3: i'll say this is the first year that i have double worn squirrel girl i just (laughs) normally don't wear her two days because i mean it's a lot as far as keeping the tail on and things of that nature unless i do the casual one that you and you and I did before Tara like doing that one was very different than being in full squirrel girl I do have to say Sunday squirrel girl was a little bit lazy because like I realized after the fact that I like forgot my ears and I forgot other parts of it but I made a lofty goal this year I don't know if I reached it because I stopped counting, but I wanted to give out a thousand pieces of swag. I stopped counting at eight hundred, but I know I made more and I brought more. So I may have made it. I don't know. Next year I for sure will. Like behind me right now, I already have squirrels starting to print and my plushies do really well every year. Everybody loves plushies. Yeah, sorry and I'm starting my own little shop, I will have my own custom enamel pins and stickers to give out next year. I'm so excited. I have commissioned from a friend my own little squirrel, and she's amazing. So I'm excited to give her out next year. So I've already started planning. So if you see me and you see me in Squirrel Girl, if you just yell Squirrel Girl, I will follow you and give you something. I gave out almost all of my swag this year, which was great. And anything that I had left over, I gave out at the um, ADP. Was not thrilled with this year. It was in a much smaller room. It was not well thought out. That was like a big pond for me because I'll be honest, 2022s was amazing. It was a big room. It was well thought out. It had plenty of space. This year it was crowded and I'm an extrovert and I left. Because I felt too confined where it was.
0: In 2021, I tried to go to the ADP party. And I like took one look in that room. And I was like, nope. (laughs) I literally just dropped off a whole bunch of shit and left. I was like, here, take all of the stuff I don't want. I'm going to have food somewhere. I think
3: I did the same in 21. 22, I stuck around because it was in two rooms. And they were huge. And I felt more comfortable. And this year it was like half the size of the big room that they had last year. I dropped off my stuff. I handed out swag that I had left over and we went back to our room and hung out with a handful of people left.
0: I will say that, Ashley, you can back me on this. The 2018 and 20, or no, wait, did you stay for the 2019 ADP party? Did you guys Probably.
2: stay? Maybe. I know you guys. Stayed I in was eighteen. Thinking about the positives of Dragon Con, it's like I'll say something, and then you guys have to say something, and then I'll remember another good thing, and then I'll say something again because there's so many awesome parts about Dragon Con, yeah. but they're just interspersed throughout your entire weekend, and it's not like a weekend; it is like a week.
0: There were oh, it- so
2: many amazing things that happened. Just the first night, Tara and I wearing the the gangos to Dragon Con, having so many people recognize us was amazing. Thursday night, going to the theater meetup, it was a panel and not a meetup, but after the panel, we still met a lot of people. Just handing out ribbons and like meeting other people who recognized our costumes because I was in the Hades Town costume and I was in a group of Hades Town people. And just like meeting like, like there were a bunch of Hamilton people who were like, hey, give us our ribbons. And we were passing them out. And that was a lot of fun. And then Friday, we went to the Final Fantasy photo shoot. And that was really awesome. And then that night, I think, was the Final Fantasy meetup, was, which was amazing because Keith and I had gone to the uh, Fan Fest in Vegas. And we met people at the meetup who had also gone to the Vegas meetup. And that was awesome because we we're like, oh, the Vegas thing was kind of like meh. But meeting people afterwards that had also been there was awesome because the Vegas meetup was not a social thing, but Dragon Con is a social thing. so That was amazing. And then Saturday, we were, we went to the, the, um, we did the photo shoot again, but also our friends were doing the Nintendo photo shoot and going there and seeing all the amazing, like, we were part of the Waluigi group that was just insane and just Waluigi'd throughout Dragon Con. The rest of the night was a thing. These are things that only happen at Dragon Con. You do not get these kinds of community kind of just get together and just do their insane. Next year, I think there's going to be a Waluigi kazoo thing going on. It is is Dragon Con. And Sunday, again, didn't have a costume planned, except for um, our evening room party, which, again, the room party was amazing. And it's the thing that only happens at Dragon Con, just like having a room disaster party thing where we were decorating the room with fires and floods and lights for the iceberg lounge and penguins. It's Dragon Con. You can't describe Dragon Con to people who have never been to Dragon Con. I don't know how you would. And all the negative things that I've had happen this year. And it was probably one of my lower Dragon Cons. Mm, But like, even despite that, everything that happened at Dragon Con was so Dragon Con. And I loved
0: it for it. Sorry, that was a rant. (laughs) Nope, it wasn't. It was perfect. And also, now we have to give Manny permission to talk.
1: Yeah. The chat's blowing up. No,
0: the chat's blowing up from some dickhead on Twitch. And unfortunately, without... I guess I could probably... Can I undo?
1: Wait, oh. but don't get don't get rid of average husband. Maybe he's looking for an average friend like me.
0: Oh, I'm not a dickhead. Mm, aren't you, though? Aren't you? Anyway, Manny, now you have permission to talk.
1: Thank you, Master. So, I don't have anything to add to that. I think Ashley summed it up very well. I would like to... Uh, thank Ashley for her use of the words Final Fantasy a lot of the times because there's so few people that I know that are like into it and I'm kind of like alone on an island with that.
0: I agree with you Ashley, Dragon Con this year was kind of like, it wasn't the worst it wasn't the best I will say like having our two rooms just to the four of us is fucking great I do not at all regret the amount of money I spent to have two bathrooms and two bedrooms. To and being events. old and having dispendable income. <laughs> Fucking holla, man. Honestly. Do not regret at all. All right. So we're going to go through a couple really quick things. Memorable moments. Manny, we'll start with you. What's your most memorable moment from this Dragon Con? Uh,
1: most memorable moment. My most memorable moment, honestly, was I when I first got... This is... Okay, I'm sorry, guys. It's going to be a little sappy here. But when I first got to Dragon Con... I felt really isolated and kind of by myself and very alone. I had texted some people and they just kind of like read my message and didn't really respond. And I felt very kind of just on the outside. And I got into a conversation with old Matt Bonner and he gave me like a verbal
0: beatdown. I am so jealous. I didn't even fucking see Matt Bonner. What the hell?
1: Yeah, he gave me a verbal beatdown that made me feel so okay and so comfortable that i was like you know what you're absolutely right i'm sitting here wallowing like a dumbass and i just had no idea how the world actually works and he gave me this fucking verbal beatdown that changed the entire dynamic of my dragon con after that i was there for one day and i was like i want to say hi to tara and then i'm probably just gonna bail after that like i don't know anybody and i was feeling very like isolated very alone i was in a mood look you have to understand i've been overworked <laughs> i haven't taken a day off in three fucking years you know like i was in a weird mental headspace and i was all by myself there you know which doesn't normally happen and i was ready to bail man i was really just like it was 10 o'clock at night i remember it was like 10 o'clock at night and i just happened to run into him and he just gave me this the most encouraging verbal beat down that i ever got in my life and i was like you know what i'm gonna have a drink you know <laughs> and I went to the bar and I got fucked up and had a great fucking time. That was like the opening for me it was it was the christening of my Dragon con. So for me this dragon con for me has really been just kind of like getting you know dipping my toes in because I hadn't been since 2019 and I am very, very much looking forward to next year and I'm going to party it up again and have a great fucking time. but yeah, that was probably my most memorable but then on top of that also I wouldn't have gone to dragon con tara if you weren't going if you said you weren't gonna go i wasn't gonna go because i was like no i gotta see tara like you know like we did this fucking podcast we're best friends now i don't give a shit you know like we're fucking doing this shit so i wouldn't even have gone honestly if you if you didn't go but i went and i had a great time and um you know i just had to kind of break my back a little bit getting in there but you know once i did i had a great fucking time man and it sucked that i didn't have a hotel but honestly it didn't affect me as much as i thought it would I thought it would be like oh it's gonna be a pain in the ass driving back and forth and all this stuff but in all honesty i think i had the, i i had like 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 the same amount of fun it was really good so yeah 10 out of 10 i think it was a good kind of getting my feet wet again like getting back into hanging out with people because it was like obviously the biggest thing that i've the most people possible since COVID started
2: i have two that's because, fine so the first one was the has been hotel hell of a boss photo shoot which was amazing because again We did not expect anywhere near that kind of turnout. We thought it would be a small group, late night, you know, maybe 20 people. And it was like an entire, we filled the bleachers. And it was really cool to see so many people in so much costume because it is a full body face paint thing for pretty much any character. And that is a pet interruption. (laughs) And the other thing was the uh, Final Fantasy XIV meetup, which was really cool because it was just a bunch of people hanging out in a room who really loved the same thing, handing out badge ribbons. I was handing out to people. They were giving me badge ribbons. I got so many badge ribbons. There was a bar just outside the door and we were just kind of socializing. And me and my husband, who are two super introverts, still met people and still kind of was like, hey, and kind of made sort of friends i mean like it's dragon con who knows maybe they will be friends in the future yeah just like meeting people and talking about a thing that we really love and this fandom that we are really really into because we went to vegas a month earlier for it um and and there were people there who had also been there and we recognized each other's bags. like hey you you have that bag you went there and like yeah we also went there And being able to meet people who were into the same thing, that was really cool because, again, introverts. Meeting people, kind of hard thing. So when you have those meetups that are actually meetups, they're really important to introverts. Just being able to uh, make new friends, and that was really awesome. Make new communities. So those were the two things that really were awesome. I, I loved the room party, obviously. I mean, seeing all our friends again and seeing everyone that we didn't see just out on the Marriott floor.
3: I would say that I had two. Um one was Wednesday night again with swag trade, my first time ever being a part of that group. It was different because I've done swag and seek meetups and things of that nature. But being able to like, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm gonna like triple down on this face. one. I have no more. But that was really, really great for me. And knowing that that group exists because there are so many who give and never receive through the con, I'm all for the giving, but I have a little and she loves all the great things that people make. And so she set out a goal list and she was like, I would love to get X, Y, and Z. And if I could do that for her, I was like, I will make things for these people. I will do whatever I can. I will try to meet them. And it gave me. A goal, and that was a great experience for me and getting to meet these people. So if you're not a part of that group, again, it's DragonCon swag and trade. Wednesday night is a formal event, it's meant to be like calm, formal, where you're formal wear and meet up with the things that you make. And if you would like to trade, like you're welcome to be there. And it was amazing. The second thing was I did a Myth Thornhill this year from Wednesday. And I had a lovely friend who did Wednesday with me. And we had a friend who we had tried to convince to be our Enid so hard. We had asked her so many times because she was perfect for Enid. Let me say that she was so perfect that she was not in costume. She was not dressed up at at all. And we met with her in the bottom floor of the Hyatt me is Miss Sorenhill, my friend is Wednesday, and somebody was like, no, we need to get your Eden with us, and they had asked her, not in cosplay at all, to join us, and I was like, see, told you, you're not too old, and you need to do it, and you're perfect for it, and like, that made my con with like, proving to her that you can do it and you don't have to worry about the things that you personally think and it just spoke volumes for cosplay being so just transcendental to like what you think of yourself and the fact that like you can be these other things and you just shouldn't put these roadblocks in front of you and and like that was an amazing experience and I was so glad that that happened to her because I knew that she was like oh well I can't play a teenager and it's like it's fine. Like, trust me, you are a bubbly Enid, and you need to be. So we have the great picture of the three of us together, her not in cosplay, but like still part of the group. And so that was an amazing experience that I don't think I will ever get again is asking a friend not in cosplay to join a group because they thought she was in cosplay
2: and that's really awesome because as someone who is almost forty and really into anime, not getting to cosplay characters yeah. that are, you know, because shown in anime, they're all in high school. Feeling like, oh, I'm too old to cosplay this character. Being told, like, hey, it doesn't matter. That really is a- an awesome thing because yeah. I'm someone who has felt too old to cosplay characters. But I love anime. And all the yeah. anime characters are 15. Babies. So what do I, do? <laughs> what do
1: I, get? If I feel, feel that. I get yeah like i feel that really hard i actually dressed up as an anime character this year because like you like the rest of us you know like i'm fucking 46 now Hmm. you know what i'm saying so it's hitting a point where it's like okay i have two options here i can just find the old characters or i can just yolo the shit out of this and just (laughs) fucking cosplay a 15 year old like i don't give a fuck you know like whatever so that's what i did i was like you know what fuck it, you know? It's like, you guys are just lucky I'm not running around in a fucking Sailor Moon costume yet, you know? Because it's coming, right, Because it's coming. Come on, Manny,
3: I will join you. Let's do it together. I am down for this. I I am down for a Sailor Moon. Like, let's do a Drinking Con Sailor Moon group.
1: Right.
0: (laughs) So, my most memorable moment, I mean, it's not really a single moment, but it is a single, like, thing that happened is on thursday so i did actually cosplay like full ted lasso with a mustache and everything on sunday but also
2: um, i just wanted to say why did no one tell me that was a sports anime i had heard that it was like a fish out of the water american ghost of britain type thing i finally watched it after dragon cod isn't it fucking it amazing
0: anime. it is, is the, the most like, like- it is the most like beautiful, positive. I just I fucking love it so much. I love it so much. It's an anime? It is the power of Yeah. Friendship. Yeah. yeah.
3: We're we're gonna get like Like either like Roy or like Beard and Jane or something after the fact, right? Like I get that that uh, Jason Sudeikis is exiting, but we need something else, right? Like we all agree. I want,
0: yeah, three seasons and a movie, right? Like (laughs) we need a movie. There we go. There we go. On Thursday, so so I did full Ted Lasso on Sunday, but like on Thursday I did an actual group where. It varied, but it varied between like 20 people and like 30 people. And then we randomly met other people along the way. But we met up in the Marriott by the pulse bar between pulse and high velocity. And I at that point, I was just wearing my football player uniform, which had my husband's name on the back, which is a joke that I'm not going to get into right now. But my it's a newberry on the back. But like I was with this group and we were just fucking going strong. The chant Roy can whatever. We were going nuts. And we like were started at the Marriott, went to the Hilton, were in the lobby of the Hilton, met some guy by the way, who I had been trying so hard to find the lanyard for my whistle, for my actual Ted Lasso cosplay. And this dude came up to us and had the actual land, the AFC Richmond lanyards printed and gave one to me. And I was just like, I could like cry right now because this is making my cosplay for Sunday. And I don't even know. It was so much fucking fun. Everybody stopped us, but it's not about like being recognized or the pictures that were taken. It was about the group that we were with and how much fucking fun we were having just like chanting shit from the show and honestly kind of being obnoxious, but everybody <laughs> seemed right to God. love it. And I just absolutely like, I'd say it's the most memorable moment, but really it was like the most memorable afternoon of the entire weekend because I mean, I saw other Ted Lasso cosplayers and cosplay groups throughout the weekend, but that was the one where it was just like, yep, nope, this is, everything is perfect, everything is awesome, and no complaints. That was my most memorable moment. Most memorable cosplays that you saw, though?
1: Barbie Sailor Moon all day.
3: Did you see Barbie John Wick, though? Oh my god, I saw Barbie John Wick. That was...
1: That's pretty
3: that good. one was good. That's yeah, good. yeah. I, mean, I also saw a, a Barbie um Captain Jack Sparrow, but I would say Barbie John Wick did way better. Totally in the Barbie photo shoot, way at the top. Oh, I do have to say another one that I saw. I forgive me. I'm gonna show less of my nerd right now because it's not my normal nerd, but current comic book I don't know if it's out yet but it was the Tony Stark and the um, Emma Frost getting married so my friends did that at the photo shoot and that was amazing as well I saw that and I was like oh this isn't even an episode of the comic yet and it was fantastic so and then they had all their friends like be wedding party members and they did it as a thing to like show off their 10th wedding anniversary so like It was really sweet and amazing and lovely.
2: My favorite photo was, it was waiting in line to get our badges. And it was a dinosaur being attacked by a bunch of green (laughs) military men in a stump that we just randomly passed on the way to get that. And it was Dragon Con in a nutshell.
0: (laughs) That's my favorite photo that I've got. My favorite One was well, so I only took a picture of one, but Fran Drescher, the SAG AFTRA protester, Fran Drescher. I saw numerous people doing this, but I only took a picture of one. But either way, anybody cosplaying Fran Drescher, SAG AFTRA is my jam. (laughs) My weekend was kicked off by the Drio
2: trio. The Pokemon. The Dove Oh my god. I kilos. love I mean, that, that, that one. Doesn't start Dragon Con until you've seen them.
3: They were fantastic. <laughs> Can I share that I loved the Pillow Pascal from the art floor? They have the Pillow Pascal. Oh, this I also sense. forgot. I made it to the only cows meetup this year. And I okay, that. you have to explain
2: this
3: from so the So the only cow group happens where you meet up with a bunch of people dressed in cow.
2: Mm-hmm. And I feel like, like I've seen a lot of not safe for work photos involving I
3: mean, cows. that's it's called o- mean... Only Cow. I started it as a um, homage to Doja Cat and her song Moo in 2021. And then in 2022, it apparently became a group meetup thing. So I made my first meetup in 2023 and brought it back the Doja Cat that I had done, and I brought plushies and stickers and other things to give out and stuff with me as well. But that is a group. You can find them on Discord if you're into being in the cow group. That was a lot of fun for me, so...
0: One of the things I wish I'd gotten to see, there was an orca meetup. Orcas against yachts or something like that.
3: Yes, yes. I saw them walking <laughs> around with protest signs and like, eat the rich yeah. and stuff like that. I know we missed the aquarium this year, but did you see the pens this year and what they were? No. No. They're belugas. Should, like anybody oh, who no, has a belugas. my bel- favorite.
0: I Mr. know. Mr. Mayonnaise. Mr. So,
3: Mayonnaise.
2: If everyone should if do any, the aquarium at least once.
3: If anyone has an extra beluga pin this year i will (laughs) custom make you swag to trade and send it to you if you send me the pin i would love it so like i didn't make it this year but like i have been going since 2016 to the aquarium and so this will be the first pin i don't have um so i would love it and I also enjoyed the energy of the Taylor Swift meetup. It was less people than I thought it would be, but it was also very great. I I loved that as well. I saw
0: pictures from that. Everybody looked fucking great. I also want a beluga pin, but I don't have swag to trade. I will, just... I,
3: I will make swag for Tara to trade. I got lots of great stuff from vendors. Maggie is a vendor. She makes really cute felt animals. I got a lot of Marriott carpet stuff because I made her two t-shirts.
0: All right, real quick. Dragon Con 2024 planning. Yes, really. Tickets <laughs> currently on sale for one hundred dollars. Prices go up soon. I have no idea when, but it's usually I think it's that's like, like in the few now. in a few days. Yeah, yeah like today those, or
3: tomorrow. Or... If you
0: have not purchased your DragonCon twenty twenty four pass and you want to get it for just just one hundred dollars, which by the way, you are getting a deal. That you're getting a five day pass to this convention for a hundred dollars because San Diego Comic Con uh, costs like two hundred and fifty if you actually pay for it. So just saying,
1: I didn't know if I was gonna be going to Dragon Con, and I literally got them like four days before Dragon Con, and for the whole weekend it was hundred and seventy five dollars, and after taxes it was like almost two hundred
0: that's still kind of a deal though like yeah two hundred dollars five days for a couple hundred bucks right.
1: it was worth it to me yeah absolutely i i mean hands down I, i'll pay it again <laughs> you know, i don't care
0: so marriott Hunger games because let's be real the hyatt sheridan and weston are all basically kind of spoken for marriott Hunger games wednesday october 4th at 10 a.m may the odds be ever in your favor I have nothing else to say about that other than... Pay that.
2: attention to your Facebook hotel groups if you're trying yeah. to get something
0: yeah. I, I Just out.
2: because
3: you don't win a Hunger Games doesn't mean you're out. That's the Westin hard. is after that, is my understanding. And on top of that, you'll find rooms leading up to Con. Just don't
0: give well, up. Well, the Westin has already done the thing where they sent the do you want to room emails out to people who already had them uh unlike the corgi but keep up with the dragon con rooms facebook group just pay attention to things throughout the year make sure if you don't get a room in the hunger games and you really need one turn on notifications for literally every single dragon con social media if you're not in the discord and you want a room i have heard that actually the discord is the first place they announce it so join the dragon con official discord there will be a chance that you'll be able to get a room at one of the other host hotels will it be a legacy i don't know probably not but that said in closing Rank this Dragon Con against your previous Dragon Cons. And Manny, you go first. Rank this Dragon Con against previous Dragon Con. Okay,
1: so this Dragon Con for me, like, I'm gonna say it was a 10 out of 10, but in a very different way. With the other Dragon Cons, you know, like, I had a lot of uh, safety nets and a lot of, like, guaranteed people to hang out with. So it was very safe this one was more me stepping out on my own so it was more like emotionally dangerous i guess you can say um it was very different but to me this was the dragon con where like the rubber hit the road like for real so it was the strangest but probably the best one honestly because it felt like the most real when i interacted with people and got to see people it was legitimately because we wanted to see each other because back in the day it was like i was part of a group So the group was going to this other groups thing and we were all hanging out, having a good time. But this was different because it was like, bro, this is your boy Manny and he wants to hang out with you. And then people were like, fuck yeah, we're fucking hanging out. I've been looking forward to seeing you. So that's where it kind of gets weird because to me, this was like the most rewarding because it was the most real because I came as me and not as like someone's partner Not as like part of a group. This was just straight up, hey, this is just me, yo. That's it. Yeah. So 10 out of 10. That's it. 10 out of 10. I'm not crying tonight. 10 out of 10. All right,
0: Ashley, what about you?
2: I guess like six. I was stuck hanging around with my husband who didn't want to do as many things that I wanted to do. I got really hungover Friday, so I didn't get to enjoy Friday as much as I wanted to. What did we do
0: Thursday night?
2: (laughs) We, i don't remember i honestly don't remember how i got back to the room
0: <laughs> i mean it was with me for sure
3: yeah but. I, I, I do know that night ashley you had been like do i know you to me and i was like yes we have met yes no i times.
2: remember that now because i was like wait a minute i do know you but i just don't remember yes. from where yeah. but yeah so it
3: was clearly a fun night it was clearly a fun night
2: yeah, I was really hungover Friday and then a lot of my friends were really hung over Saturday and, and then it was basically me waiting for people to do stuff. So it wasn't the best Dragon Con, I'll admit not the fault of Dragon Con. It was just things that were happening externally. I mean yeah. I had a good time, but it just wasn't the best.
0: What about you, Jenna?
3: I would say if we don't count pandemic year and doing mm-hmm. virtual things, this is yeah. Dragon Con nine for me. And I would say out of the nine I have been to, this was probably two or three. Number one was the year that I met Tara and some other friend group. It was an amazing year and like clearly so ingrained because that would have been my second dragon con that we had met so that one was definitely a highlight but this one was really really good because it was finding myself and figuring out how to balance between the friend groups not trying to continue to make as many new friends and not trying to expect that spark the way that i had so many years because that only disappointed me in so many dragon cons you can't capture the spark of meeting tara like it just doesn't happen again (laughs)
0: oh god i said no i didn't mean it like that
3: again, uh, it just, it was so fluid and natural meeting you guys also dressed up as Archer in the Hyatt. You can't recreate that. It was amazing. But this year was just being in the right mental state, being able to experience the things that I wanted, continuing good friendship group and things of that nature. I love the levels of 2021. I wish for them again. I get that they won't happen. It is the closest to being at DragonCon. 2008 as I will ever get in my life but this year was good even with the bad and I would say that it was a great year and it is up there it is not the best year but it is definitely up there
0: this was
1: 10 out of 10 I got to see Manny yeah.
0: <laughs> this was uh <sighs> I would say <sighs> shit I this is hard for me to place because to be honest this was actually probably in my like bottom three or four dragon cons that said nothing can compare to the really fucking good years i had right Mm -hmm. um nothing can compare to 2015 2016 2018 and last year was also really fucking good, so this isn't me saying like, "Oh God, it was terrible." This is me saying there were some, yeah, there were some extraneous good. circumstances that made this not the best one or even close to the best one but i really fucking loved that i forced myself to go out of my comfort zone and really not even go out of my comfort zone but like go out of my way to do things that I hadn't experienced before. Like the geeky sea shanties, is like going to see Cybertronic Spree on Friday night. It was a lot of my friends had other things that they were doing, but I got to hang out with my friend, Paul Jenkins. He's like one of the official dragon con artists. Like he's like an official guest. So I had dinner with him and our friend Desiree, It was like I got to do things that I hadn't ever gotten to do before, whether it was because I forced myself to do them or because they just kind of happened, regardless of any or negative things that might have happened. I still really had a good time. I just hate that I got sick, which also kind of put a damper on the end of things, It was definitely in like the bottom five of my Dragon Cons, but that doesn't really say much because I've been going to Dragon Con since 2012 and the like really worst Dragon Cons are like so far below this. I don't know. I had a good time. I'm super glad like Jenna, you and I actually hung out kind of more than we usually get to like one on one again, Manny. You and I started our podcast a little over a year ago and you didn't go to Dragon Con last year, but hanging out with you this year was like fucking choice, man. It was like, awesome.
1: Yeah, hands down, 10 out of 10. When I was hanging out with you and we were like walking around and shit, I was like, bro, we're a fucking team. Like this feels like this is like the shit right now. Like I'm in it. You know, like I love this. Fantastic.
0: Yeah. And I think that's kind of... <laughs> the way we met is such a weird conflated
1: <laughs> Exactly. Like,
0: it's such a weird conflated way. So like, let me real quick describe this. Manny is the boyfriend of my ex-boyfriend's ex-girlfriend. And when I put out that I wanted to do a house of the dragon podcast series with somebody who had not read the books, many stepped up. And so we became like super close through that. And then we started doing another podcast series because of that, our nineties and naughty series. So it's like the weirdest fucking thing you could possibly imagine. But like, you coming to dragon con this year and being able to like hang out with you and bring you around minus the time we tried to get into the spectrum party and (laughs) wait for like 45 minutes before we bowed out and by the way i didn't complain about that but we waited in that line for like 45 minutes before we bowed out my friends who did actually get in waited for like two hours and then got in and waited for like 40 minutes for a drink and I'm just like oh I'm glad we bat out when we did
2: yeah I ended up going to the heroes and villains ball I wish I had done that earlier because that was so much more fun
1: it was absolutely fantastic getting to hang out with Tara after we've done because at this point it's like we've both been in the trenches for a year you know doing these podcasts so it was like oh you get to meet your heroes at this point And we met on weird circumstances. But I've always been extremely attached to Tara because I remember the first year that we met each other. And I think we were probably both in the same position to where everybody knew each other and we were kind of like brought into these groups because we're like from the outside coming in. I mean, everybody was extremely nice to me. Nobody was rude to me in any kind of way. But Tara was only one of the few people that made a point to like pay attention to me and be like, oh, hey, like, you know, and talk to me. And I was like, wow, I feel like... I'm part of the group because someone actually spoke to me. I always felt like I'm just the outsider, you know? I'm just someone who was brought into the group and I'm just a guy. But Tara didn't make me feel like that at all. Believe me, I had thought about that when she had put out the call for the podcast.
0: And then we get to be BFFs now.
1: And now we're BFFs now, exactly. Because now we're doing more than just hot D stuff. So it's like, yes, absolutely.
0: Well, any last thoughts before we close out?
1: It's been real and emotional. Yeah,
0: it's been, it's been a long fucking time. <laughs> Does anybody have any upcoming events?
2: I'm hopefully going to a TeslaCon in the early December. Mm. It is a steampunk convention in Madison, Wisconsin.
0: My only thing that I am planning on doing next year other than DragonCon is Black Hills Redemption. This year we went to Tombstone Redemption, which was the Tombstone, Arizona Red Dead Redemption event. They're doing it in Deadwood, South Dakota next year. So we are planning a whole ass week in South Dakota because why the fuck else would I go to South Dakota? Like I am one of those people who I need to check all of the states off my list eventually. And South Dakota is one of those ones where it's like, why the fuck would I ever go there? But June, I think 21st through the 23rd, they're doing a Red Dead Redemption convention in Deadwood. So we are absolutely going like I already have hotel room and rental car booked flights will wait because it's too far out for those. But super fucking excited because Tombstone Redemption was a goddamn blast. And I love Red Dead Redemption. And also in terms of, you know, the people you meet at Dragon Con, right, everybody is so amazing. And also ice and fire con has always also been that same way the way i have felt at dragon con and even more so the way i felt at ice and fire con i would say that what i experienced in tombstone this year at this event was equal to ice and fire con everybody was fucking amazing I can't fucking wait. I'm probably neglecting every other event next year other than Dragon Con because of this. As we close out the episode, we just want to give a shout out to our heroes, to your patrons, Tommy of the TKOK Podcast Network. Thank you so much for supporting us. Thanks again to our listeners for joining us for Drinking Con 2023 The Hangover. We'll be back next year with Drinking Con version 8.0. Right? God, it's been so long. But in the meantime, don't forget to check out the Geek Saga Entertainment Patreon and other Geek Saga podcast episodes, such as some of the panel recordings from this year's convention and mine and Manny's kind of spotty, but always hilarious podcast series, 90s and Naughties Cringe Factor, where we pick apart 90s rom-coms. Thank you for listening to the Geek Saga podcast. If you like what you heard, please check out other Geek Saga entertainment endeavors, including the Sagas and Sass webcast and podcast and Ice and Fire Con.